Good morning, church. How's everyone doing? Uh, we are so thankful for you guys joining us today. And um, we just want to come together and just to praise the Lord together again. Um, even though we're not together uh, physically or whether um, we're near or far, uh, we're just very thankful that we have this opportunity just to come together, just to sing as a church and a, as a family. So I'd like you guys to join us today. Here we go. have your Bibles, please turn to John chapter 15, verse 5 to 8, and we'll be reading in the ESV version. All right, and let's all read this together. And it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Let us all join into a word of prayer. 
Father God, we thank you so much for just giving us this time to worship you, Lord. Just this time to be able to just surrender to you and give ourselves to you, Lord, as we sing these songs, as we go into scripture, as we pray to you, as we go into sermon, Lord. We just thank you so much for giving us your word and your truth, Lord. We thank you so much for um, allowing us just to... um, be able to open our eyes to you, Lord, and to depend ourselves on you, for you are always good, and you're always there for us, Lord, and we always turn back to you, Lord, and we thank you so much, and we ask you please just to open our eyes and our hearts as we sing uh, these next songs, Lord, and as we do- dive into uh, the sermon, Lord, we just give it everything up to you, Lord, and we thank you for everything, in Jesus Christ's name, amen. Song open the eyes. And open the eyes of my heart, Lord. And open the eyes of my heart. And I want to see you. I want to see you. Sing up one more time.
Trinity Alliance Church family and glad you could join us here this morning and hey if you haven't had a chance yet to come out and join us on campus in the amphitheater I want to invite you to come out and join us next Sunday we're going to be out there service starts at 8 30 just like it goes online here at 8 30 and it looks like we're going to be doing that through the rest of the summer too so we just want you to, to come out and and join us and we're we're trying to be smart about it and 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 be careful and in the social distancing and things with that so there's information in the, the letter that was sent to you this morning and things as well about what's happening on campus. So be sure and read that email. If you have any questions, contact the church office. Myself, Pastor Sean, we'd be happy to answer those questions as best we can and kind of keep you up to speed what's going on. But we hope that uh, we can see you on the campus here soon. And those of you visiting with us and watching online for the first time, welcome to you as well. We're glad that you're here this morning. Just a couple of uh, announcement things that I want to take care of. There was a bulletin that was sent to you, uh, some of you on the email this morning, and so I want to encourage you to take a look at that. But some of the things that are on that is that our church directory uh, is just about completed. So if you haven't gotten that information updated yet, and to Elisa, please do that this week. We want to get that thing buttoned up and done and printed and distributed. You can go to the tacreading.info site, click on the What's Happening card, and you can update your information there as well, and uh, she will get that. For Collision Youth, you have a couple of things that are coming up. You have a late day coming up on June 12th following the service, and you can see uh, Luke Williams for more information about that. You can also go again to tacreading.info for information about that. And uh, youth, you also have a backpack trip coming up uh, into the Trinity Alps. And Becky Erickson is heading that up. And I understand she did a 14-mile hike this week, uh, checking out seven lakes and things to get an idea of where you guys are going to be going. So uh, if you have, want to be a part of that, check with Becky. Again, go to the tacreading.info site, and you can get more information about the backpacking trip as well. Um, and also, we are having a baptism on Sunday morning, June 12th. And many of you have responded already. And if you haven't and you want to follow the Lord and Believer's baptism, let us know. Contact myself, Pastor Sean. You can go to the tacreading.info site, click on the What's Happening card, and you can click on the baptism portion and sign up there as well. And uh, we'll get that information and we'll follow up with you. So that's coming up again on uh, July, uh, July 12th and it'll be outdoors in the amphitheater for the water baptism. So that's all the time I'm going to take for announcements right now. Pastor Sean is going to come and share some more things with us, and we're sort of the same this morning, but not pretty close. really close. Pretty close. Oh, well. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Thanks. You I'll take your mic. Yeah, okay. thanks. 
All right, yeah, church, it's uh, again wonderful to see you uh, at home. And just want to encourage you maybe, uh, maybe you haven't been to our church before, maybe you've only engaged with us online, and maybe that's because you don't live in Reading, and so you are way out of town and you're not able to do that. Uh, others of you, though, may be in Reading and you've just been uh, watching, maybe the first time you've watched one of our services. And we just want to encourage you, let you know that we do have an a- outdoor amphitheater which allows us to do in person services on Sunday morning. And so just encourage you, if that's uh, you and uh, you've been uh, getting, you know, getting together with us online or joining us online, but you would like to meet us in person, then we encourage you as well to come on out. Again, we're wearing masks and we're trying to keep socially distanced as we sit and enjoy the, the service. Um, but uh, and if you'd like to come out and join us, we would love to have you there. Also, uh, maybe you're a little more vulnerable to the virus. We, don't, we have uh, parking spaces available where you can park and uh, kind of watch the service from your car and also listen to it on FM radio. Uh, so we have that transmitting as well. So that's another way for you to engage here with us in person on Sunday. This last week, though, we had a great time with Kids Camp. So uh, I have uh, my lovely wife who did a lovely job leading uh, this uh, event throughout the week on Monday through Friday. And she's going to come and share a little bit about the fun stuff that they were doing all week. Oh, we don't have to be socially distanced. Oh, hi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. I am still floating from this week. It was absolutely amazing. Uh, the kids were able just to have so much fun. I guess picture them, I'll picture them forever, walking around in their social bubbles, which was their hula hoops, <laughs> walking around and just, they played games. They did a ton of crafts. They went on a prayer walk every day. They did their own drama and skits. Our teenagers did skits and the lessons were all on the Beatitudes and it was just an absolutely amazing week. The kids were asking us, can we do this again next week? I'd be happy to, but I don't know if I can get all my volunteers out again, (laughs) but it was absolutely amazing. Awesome. Very good. Well, thank you so much, Debbie. Appreciate all you do for us. And uh, she even came home and made me dinner almost every night. It was amazing. So what a little trooper she is. Uh, Anyway, so yeah, kids program is so fun to see that. And, uh, you know, we're a little bummed because we couldn't invite all of our friends. Normally, uh, we allow our kids in our church to invite all their friends. And we got just a ton of kids running around and doing all that. Uh, This year, we had a smaller group because we just kept it to our kids. But it was still a great time, a lot of fun and a lot of helpers. Thanks to all the teenagers and all the other adults who helped out in so many different ways. Uh, So just appreciate our church and uh, the people that are willing to come in and serve and and sacrifice in order to make these fun events for our kids. All right, let's uh, take some time to, again, just lift the rest of our service in prayer, and then we'll go on with some more worship. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for your goodness to us, that you, again, gave us this space, this campus that we have where we can do these fun events with our kids, that we can do a kids camp uh, all outdoors, and we've got space for shade and places that kids can go in different spots and and, uh, just be able to enjoy their time together. Also, uh, a grassy space for them to play water games and to cool off in the middle of a 100-degree day and all of that. We just, uh, we thank you for the people that you've given us as a church. We just have so many people that love uh, love you, first of all, but also love kids and teenagers and love other Christians and, and, and the lost. And so there's so much ministry that gets done in this church because of the people that you've brought to this place. And so, Lord, we just pray that all those that helped out this week would be blessed 
But also, Lord, we thank you for the work that you continue to do in our church in so many different ways, that uh, we are recognizing and seeing uh, the amazing efforts that you're putting into our lives individually, but also as you continue to unite our hearts together as a community and also give us a vision for hitting the streets and taking our, your love to the people who don't know you already. And so, Lord, I pray that you continue to ignite our hearts with a, give a, with a passion for the lost, continue to draw us into that intimacy and that relationship that we have with you, that we would learn to enjoy all the more uh, what we already have, so much so that we just can't keep it in anymore, that we want to share it with everybody we come in contact with. Lord, we thank you for the service too. We lift it to you, ask that you would be glorified in it, and that you'd once again allow us the privilege of hearing your voice, of being comforted and encouraged and even exhorted by you today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, China, worship team, let's sing some more songs.
need me So make me a vessel Make me an offering Make me whatever You want me to be God, I came here with nothing But all you have given me Jesus, bring new wine out of me So make me a vessel Make me an offering Make me whatever you want me to be God, I came here with nothing But all you've given me She says, bring new wine out of me She says, bring new wine out of me she says, bring new wine out of me. Amen. Praise God. As we sing this next song, let us sing it with all of our hearts. Shall be 
Lord, we just uh, thank you today that we can come to you and, and sing your praises. Lord, we just uh, thank you that, that you are sovereign and that uh, nothing happens that's not in your control. Lord, just uh, pray this morning as uh, Sean comes to, to lead us in God's word, pray that you would just uh, open our ears to, to hear what you are speaking to us and just uh, let your Holy Spirit speak through Sean. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. We uh, all are born at some point, right? <laughs> we all get birthed into this world. And this world is a physical world, right? We are born into this physical world, and, and then we spend our whole lives figuring out how to engage with this physical world. And God has given us uh, five amazing senses that allow us to be able to kind of uh, figure out what our world is all about and figure out how to engage with this world and figure out how to even be successful in this world. We have, you know, the, the, the sense of feeling, right? I can, I can feel, I can touch and feel things, right? And it's amazing to be able to feel pain, right? The importance of that in our life. You know, we think it's a bad thing to feel pain, but if we didn't feel pain, we wouldn't know something's wrong, right? And so pain is actually a gift, but, but even just uh, not pain, there's also good feelings, right? And just the gentle touch, uh, a hug from a friend. A bunch of us are missing those hugs on Sunday mornings. But feeling. That's one of the senses he gives us. He's also given us uh, the sense of smell, right? Our, our noses have this ability to pick up smells of all kinds. And it's amazing uh, what we can smell and the different you know, kind of tones, I guess, that we can, we can pick up and the different fragrances and aromas that are in this world. And some of us have highly tuned noses like my wife. Oh, my, she can really smell stuff, and especially if it's bad stuff, right? And she's always like telling me, oh, you smell that? And I was like, oh, I don't want to smell that, right? But I have to, right? So I got to take a big whiff. And, and uh, thankfully, my nose is not as sensitive. So most of the time, I'm like, I don't smell nothing. I don't know what you're smelling. But anyway, so our noses, right, is another one. Another one is our eyes. The ability to see things, 
right? To be able to observe our world, to look into somebody's face and to recognize their facial expressions, recognize who they are, to, to see their features and to have this identity that comes through being able to see them, but also to be able to see the beauty of our world. I think of our, my backyard and just the amazing beauty that God has given me and my wife uh, to be able to live there and to sit on that back patio over and over again and see the flowers and see the other bushes and to be able to see the mountains and the blue skies and the clouds and the rains and the storms when they it's amazing what our eyes is able our eyes are able to perceive also we have these things called ears on the side of our head right some of them are small some of them are big but we got these ears that allow us to hear things uh you know this week uh, I, I went swimming and and i wasn't in the water very long but i came out and my ears were plugged and especially my left ear and matter of fact my ears are still a little bit plugged right now and, and they got get filled up with water or whatever gunk was going on or whatever but i i you know this year for a while was like totally I'm totally numb. I couldn't hear anything. I mean, I had touched my ear. I couldn't even, it was like there was no, you know, normally you touch your ear, you can hear the little hairs on your ear or whatever. It's just crazy, right? And just totally gone. So the ability to hear, uh, to hear the small, still voices, to hear the cries maybe of your baby, to be able to hear the voices of your friends when they call out, hey, Sean, how's it going? Or, I love it when the teenagers call out, Sean, right? Hey, I don't know where that came from, but it's awesome, right? Uh, so hearing is another gift of a sense that God has given us. And then finally, we have tongues. I think that's five, right? Did I get them all? Anyway, and then we have our tongues, which are able to taste again amazing gift to be able to taste our food, that, that there is joy in eating this food that we have to eat in order to survive, right? It, it's not just, you know, food that goes in that has a blandness to it and no taste or no flavor or no texture. No, our tongues are able to kind of navigate and understand and taste all these different nuances, things that we like, like sweetness and things that we don't like, like bitterness, you know. It's amazing uh, what the tongue can do. I mean, my coffee drinking would be a whole lot less if I I didn't, if I wasn't able to taste, you know, that bitterness of the coffee and the strong flavor that's in there, right? And, and this is another gift from God. And we spend our life kind of honing these senses, trying to figure out and navigate our world and understand our world through our five senses. We, we train our bodies, over the years to respond to these senses, these physical bodies that we have. We, we, we train them to pay attention to the senses so that we can then enjoy more fully this physical world that we live in. So that we know when to back away and protect ourselves or when we know when to engage. We know when to speak and maybe when to be quiet and when to turn our eyes away and other times make sure we look or when to plug our ears and I don't want to hear that and when to engage and listen closely to every word. We strive to fully enjoy this physical world that we live in. We want to enjoy also the physical blessings that come from that. And although this is a great thing that God has given us, we carry this obsession with the physical world with us into our relationship with Jesus. When we bow our knee to Jesus and enter into this Christian life, 
Again, we've spent our whole lives kind of identifying our world through our senses. And so then when we become Christians, it's just automatic to think, okay, I'm a Christian now. So the way that I'm going to navigate my Christian life is also through using my physical senses. Galatians chapter 3 kind of speaks to this reality in a sense. So I just want to read that briefly and then we'll kind of dive in this, what we're talking about here with the Christian life. But in, John, in Galatians chapter 3, verses 1 to 3, Paul writes, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. Let me ask you only this. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish? Having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? You see, for 2,000 years, the Israelite nation, the Jews, spent their entire lives trying to engage with God and obey his laws using their physical senses. They were, they were trying to beat their bodies into submission in order to be able to reap spiritual benefits from a physical sense of a physical expression. And we still do this today. As Christians, we still, because again, we grew up in this physical world and we're familiar with our physical senses, we become Christians and we just dive into this Christian life seeking to first of all become holy by trying to change through using our physical senses, trying to change our life by uh, focusing on the physical realities of this, our, our world and our life. We seek to train ourselves to be holy. We, we have self-help books all over the place in the world, but it doesn't make any difference once you become a Christian because Christian authors have written all kinds of self-help books on how to become a, a good Christian. And almost every one of those self-help books is focused on our ability to make this happen through using our physical senses or disciplining our physical bodies in order to try to reap a spiritual reward. We also do this when it comes to producing fruit. We want to try to produce fruit. You know, the Bible tells us that we should use our talents and abilities, the things that we've been given, in order to share those with others, in order to draw other people to Christ as well. And our, our tendency, again, is to go back to our physical senses and to focus on our physical bodies in order to produce this fruit. We, we may see ourselves as being gifted, and if we do see ourselves as gifted, then we think we just assume that fruit is going to come from our many gifts. We strive to do great things for Jesus. I don't know how many, as a youth pastor, how many teenagers I have heard, especially when they first come to know Jesus or at some point where they really get committed to Jesus. And they, and they always, not always, but so many have come to me and said, I just want to do something great for Jesus. And what they mean by that is that they want to use their gifts and their abilities in order to, to, to bring lots of people to Christ or have a big impact on the kingdom of God. And these are, these are important. I mean, that, that's a good good thing to want that and to desire that. But again, growing up in a physical world, 
Learning to deal with our physical world through our physical senses, we become a Christian and we seek to have a spiritual impact on a spiritual world through using our physical bodies, through using our physical senses, through, through uh, training our physical bodies. Now, in regards to pr- producing fruit, there are some of us who maybe just aren't that gifted. And maybe our perspective is the same but opposite in the sense that we see ourselves as too flawed. There's no way we can do anything great for the kingdom of God because I am just too broken. And so we live our lives settling for a life of insignificance, basically saying, I can't do it. Those who are gifted, they get to the end and they feel pride about the fact that they did do it. But those who feel flawed and, un, and too broken, they have to get at the end of their life and they just kinda, or they just kind of live their life with a sense they can't do it. So whether you're looking for holiness through using your physical senses and physical, trying to train your physical body, you're going to receive a nourishment that is based in pride and shame. See, pride, if you're able to do it, those who are self-controlled and self-disciplined enough to be able to create a a life of piety, they get to have a lot of pride. Look what I did. Look at this amazing life I'm living. I'm living, I'm a really good Christian. Those who maybe don't have that kind of self-discipline, maybe they had a harder life. Maybe there's a lot of issues emotionally that they have. Didn't, you know, brought up in a family that was really difficult. There's a lot of things they're trying to overcome. They will oftentimes find that the life of a Christian is one that's filled with shame. In regards to producing fruit, we seek again to produce physical fruit, but the fruit that we actually produce when we're using just our physical bodies and just focusing on our physical senses, the, produce, the fruit that we produce is self-sufficiency. We get people to look at us and go, wow, look at that. They did a lot of amazing things. I can do that too if I have the same gifting or if I practice the same things they practice or if I discipline my body like they did. If we focus as a Christian purely on our physical lives and our physical bodies and our physical behaviors and our physical senses, the spirit will not be active in our life. And more than that, God will be limited in what he can do in and through us. You see, something happened 2,000 years ago. After 2,000 years of the Jewish uh, nation striving to find some kind of connection to God through their physical senses, trying to obey Scripture and the law through their physical bodies and disciplining themselves, something happened 2,000 years ago. And it's talked about in Acts chapter 2. Of course, it's the coming of the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit on the apostles in the upper room. Tongues of flame, right? Flames of tongues or whatever, however you say that. They came down onto the disciples. The Spirit filled them. And then Peter steps out of the room and all the people around him are thinking, what is going on? Are you guys drunk? And Peter comes out and he preaches this and he preaches from Joel. Chapter 2, verses 17 and 18. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, 
that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. On your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants, in those days I will pour out my spirit. You see, everything changed in that moment. We went from a life that was purely lived in the physical realm with physical sense, senses uh, to a life that was filled with the Spirit. In John chapter 3, Jesus says to Nicodemus that we need to be born of water, physical life, but we also need to be born of the Spirit, this being born again. And this is the, this is the ushering in to the Christian life. The Christian life is not one that is not primarily lived or, uh, or, or not primarily lived in the physical realm. It's primarily lived in the spiritual realm. The moment of salvation, we receive the Spirit and become one with Jesus. We no longer need to focus on the physical world as much. Instead, we need to recognize that it is now the spirit that is in us and that that spirit is going to work inside to the out. Because of what happened 2,000 years ago and continues to happen every time someone bows their knee to Jesus as Lord, when we want, when we strive for holiness, we can assume, first of all, that Jesus has changed us already on the inside. We can trust that Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, is going to be able to bring about holiness in our life. We don't have to try to discipline ourselves or beat ourselves or, or try to physically make ourselves through discipline and self-control in order to become holy. We no longer need books, self-help books, to tell us, oh, if you just follow these five steps, you're going to find holiness. Instead, we have a Jesus who helps us. We have a spirit help book. He's the one that, begins to, that works within us to bring out the holy behaviors that we desire and that Jesus has called us to. In regards to producing fruit, because everything changed 2,000 years ago, and everyone who bows their knee to Jesus as Lord receives the Holy Spirit, we also are, the way we produce fruit changes. We assume that it is Jesus who is going to produce that fruit in us. It is not something that we physically try to make happen. Instead, through enjoying our relationship with Jesus, he does it. The Spirit flows through us, in us, and out of us to the world. While becoming holy, we are spiritually nourished by the presence of Jesus. In regards to producing fruit, we produce spiritual fruit through the manifestation of Jesus in us. The spiritual life is meant to be one that is, the Christian life is one that is meant to be focused on the spirit, not on the physical. And when we do focus on the spirit, then Jesus is active and God 
is able to do amazing things. He does it all. Every righteous act that we do, we can't claim credit for because it was the Spirit who did it in it, in us and through us. Every time someone is blessed by a word that we share or by a, a song that we sing or by a, a note that we give, whatever it may be, everyone who is blessed and receives the fruit that we offer is not from us. It's from the Holy Spirit working in and through us because we spent our life in unity with Jesus, focused on the Spirit, focused on Jesus. Our passage that is inspired, inspiring this I, final I am sermon about the I am statements in the book of John comes from John chapter 15, verses 5 to 8. We read them in our uh, response or our reading at the beginning of the service, but let me read them again. Jesus says, I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. But this is my, this is my Father. This, by this, excuse me, my Father is glorified. That you bear much fruit and so prove to be to my disciples. This is what Jesus is talking about. He's saying that this life is not meant to be lived by us focusing just on ourselves and our physical lives. He, he's saying that it's our life as success as a Christian does not come from becoming more disciplined, from forcing and controlling ourselves and, and using our physical senses and our discipline in order to bring about righteous acts that he desires, that he asks of us. Again, we spent 2,000 years before Jesus, before the Holy Spirit came, and we failed over and over and over again. Even our heroes of the faith like David and Moses were flawed. They were messed up. They didn't do it right because our physical bodies can, it is impossible for our physical bodies to reap a spiritual reward. It is only through the Spirit that we can have success. And this is what Jesus' point is. He says, we have to be tapped into the vine. The power to change is not found within my own physical body. The power to change is found in Jesus. The nourishment comes through being spiritually connected to Jesus. Not through getting my body in control. The ability to produce any kind of fruit is found in Jesus. It's not in our own abilities. It's not if we're talented or not, or it's not if we're gifted or not. It's not if we've worked hard or not. If we're going to produce fruit, it's because we're, we're going to produce it through being focused on Jesus and allowing the Holy Spirit to work through us. We produce through being spiritually empowered by Jesus. But the question has to be asked and maybe has been asked every time this passage has been read. How do we tap into the vine? How do we connect to Jesus in this way? How can we be empowered by him in this way? And I want to suggest this morning that spiritual connection 
to Jesus comes through spiritual senses. Just like when we were born as a baby, we have five senses, physical ways of engaging our world, deciphering what's going on in order to manipulate this physical world and to enjoy the blessings of the physical world. Just as we have those physical senses, when we are born again into the kingdom of God, we are given spiritual senses as well. The problem is too few Christians spend their life trying to develop those spiritual senses. Instead, like we've already seen, we go back to our physical senses. We go to what we know, and we try to use those to, again, reap a spiritual reward, which is impossible. We have spiritual senses that we need to come and understand. And and think about it this way, you know, even as a baby, right, the, the physical senses we have, when they're first born, they have no idea who's touching them where, right? I mean, you can touch them in the leg or they might have a pain somewhere and they just kind of squirm and they're not happy, but they don't know why they're not happy. They don't know exactly what is hurting them. I mean, even a small child, when they begin to cry and you ask them what's wrong and oftentimes they can't even tell you, even if they've got and verbal, you know, they can't tell you what's wrong. That's one of the biggest challenges of infants, right, is when they begin to cry, what, what's going on? What's wrong, right? What, why are you crying? What, is, what is, doesn't feel good? What are you, what's making you unhappy? But so just like a baby, we as spiritual babies, uh, we have to develop those senses over time as well. But it is only through using them that we will begin, begin to develop them. See, if a, a baby doesn't continue to be touched, It won't be able to continue to develop an understanding and a honing of that ability to know what is being touched and what is hurting. Same with their eyes. Their eyes, the baby, it's pretty cloudy, kind of black and white for a while. They can't see a lot, but they have to keep using those eyes. If they keep using those eyes, then their vision continues to get better. And again, this is the same for our spiritual senses. We've been given them at the moment of our birth, but we need to utilize them and develop them over time so that we become more in tuned with our spiritual senses. And here's the reality. Because the physical senses that we have are already so highly tuned, the spiritual senses sometimes are really hard to you kind of develop at first because so we so quickly go to our physical senses. And so it takes purposeful work to dive into these spiritual senses. But I want to give you more than just saying that we need to dive into our spiritual senses. Let me describe what those, physical, those spiritual senses are and how we develop them. First of all, the spiritual sense of feeling is the ability to sense the presence of Jesus. The ability to just know that he's here to, to know that he's close by, know that he's in me, that he's, that he's in this place. All Christians have probably experienced it at some point in their life. Most of us experience it at the moment of our salvation. That's partly why we take that step is because we have this emotional experience. We feel his presence. We know he is in the room. We know he is speaking to us, right? There's this, this feeling that is happening, this feeling of comfort, this feeling of peace. It's a feeling of hope. The way for us to develop this feeling of the presence of God comes through what I challenged you with last week. 
the daily pause, if you will. Taking 15, 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes to be quiet in the presence of Jesus. Allowing yourself to use that sense of feel to recognize where is Jesus? Can you feel him? Psalm 46.10 tells us that we need to be still and know that he is God. See, knowing that he is God isn't just about reading scripture and training our brains to know that he's God. The spiritual sense says be still. If we're still, then we can know that he is God. The second sense is the sense of smell. The ability to have a nose for what is true. To be able to sniff out a lie. To know what is really going on. The ability to see what is really true. What, is, what matches reality. Boy, isn't that an important thing to have today? You know, with just our physical senses, it can be impossible for us to understand what is true in our world today. We have so many different voices, opposing voices telling us, this is true, this is true, this is true, this is true. How do we know? Well, God has given us a nose to smell, a spiritual nose to smell the truth, to understand what that truth is, to recognize it, and it comes through meditation on Scripture. The way we hone this sense of smell is through spending time in meditation on Scripture, not just reading it. So often we just read it through. You know, some of us are in those yearly reading plans, and those are fine, those are great, but reading through the Scripture in just a year, doing that every year, is not going to hone your spiritual sense of smell. In order to hone the spiritual sense of smell, you need to spend time meditating on God's Scripture taking a small chunk of it and saying, okay, what is, what's going on here? Joshua 1.8 tells us that we need to meditate on Scripture day and night so that we can know and so that we can be blessed. When we meditate on Scripture, when we develop our nose, our sense of smell for truth, we develop, we are nourished, and we provide fruit that is, looks like trust and courage. We begin to trust Jesus more. We begin to have courage to follow him. The next spiritual sense is that of hearing, developing our ear to hear. To hear what? To hear the voice of God, of course. It is amazing how few Christians, uh, let's put it this way, it is amazing how few Sunday school classes for children and for teenagers is spent trying to discern the voice of God, to developing our hearing. But hearing God's voice is so important in how we live our life. We need to hear his voice so that we can take steps, so we can follow him, so we can know what he's telling us, so we can know what is, we can hear him speak truth to us. 
So we need to develop our ear in order to hear the voice of God. And the way we do that is by journaling God's words. Not just journaling our life. That's a different kind of journaling. And not even just journaling our prayers. That's, again, a different kind of journaling. But journaling God's words. What is God saying to you? How is he speaking to you? And you can do that in your time of meditation. As you're meditating on the, on the word. What is God telling you with that small passage that you've been meditating on for the last half hour? What is he saying to you in that? Write that down. What, is, what are you hearing from other people? What are you hearing from circumstances in your life? Because God speaks in a lot of different ways. So it's not just writing down scripture, but it's also writing other ways that God has communicated to you. We see in Deuteronomy 6, 6 to 9, that the, the Israelites are encouraged to write down God's word over and over again. They're supposed to put it on their gate. They're supposed to put it on their door frames of their house. They're supposed to put it on you know, the clothes that they wear so that they can be seeing it all day long, right? I mean, th this, is, uh, uh, this is the way that we develop our spiritual sense of hearing, so that we can learn to discern the voice of the Lord. The next sense that we need to seek to develop is that of sight. And the importance of our sense of seeing is to be able to see the work of the Lord. Where is he at work? What is he doing around us? This is so essential to us as Christians to recognize, especially in a time like this. I have been reminding you as a church over and over and over again over the last 12 to 14 weeks, whatever it's been now, that God is at work. We're not going to be able to see that with just our physical eyes. Our physical eyes tell us that the world is in chaos, the world is divided, God is not at work, maybe God is dead, I don't know, maybe he's left our country, some have said, because of our sins of the past, but if we have our spiritual sense of sight developed, if it's honed, we can see where God is at work in the midst of all of this chaos, and he is indeed at work. So how do we develop that sense of sight? Through the prayer of examine. I've mentioned this before in previous messages, but again, the prayer of examine is something that we do at the end of our day. After we've lived our day, maybe we're in bed, and right before we close our eyes, or after we close our eyes, but before we fall off to sleep, we take some time to, to pray and ask this question of Jesus. Jesus, where were you active in my life today? You see, we run through our life, it's so busy, many of us are so busy that we never have a chance to even take a moment to think about Jesus, to think about what's going on. We just take all the activities as they happen to us, and if they're mostly good activities, we, hey, that was a pretty good day. If they're mostly bad activities, then oh, that's a kind of rough day. But we never take the time at the end of the day to say, Jesus, where were you? What were you doing? Where were you at work? So as we do that, and he then takes us through the day, each event that happens, we can ask in each event, Jesus, where were you in this? Where were you in this? And we will find that Jesus is involved, not just in the good things that are happened during the day, but he's also involved in the bad things that have happened. When we develop this sense, the nourishment and the fruit that we receive and that we can give is that of motivation and empowerment. The final sense, of course, is the sense of taste. We need to also develop this sense because it's a sense that allows us to recognize the goodness of God. 
It's a sense that allows us to recognize that God is good and he's active and he's doing great things and so we can praise him and we can thank him for all that he's doing. And of course, this development of this sense comes from a personal, from our own personal praise. Not just doing it on Sundays when we gather for worship, but doing it each day. Each time we do it, each time we go and we recognize, oh my gosh, and it's connected to the sight, right? We see that God did a work, and then we're brought to praise so we can taste his goodness. We can see him at work, we can taste his goodness, and it kind of goes back and forth. Psalm 34.1 says that praise shall continually be in our mouth. This is how we should live our lives. If we develop this sense of taste, we will become people who are constantly praising God and thanking him for his amazing work that he's doing around the world. The nourishment and the fruit that comes from this is joy and thankfulness. So you can see that there's a progression here. It starts at the beginning of the day with a daily pause as we begin to develop our feeling, our sense of feeling and recognition of the presence of God. Then it goes into meditation of scripture where we are able to develop our smell and our ability to have an idea of what is true. Then it goes into our journaling of God's word because we want to develop our ability to hear the voice of God. And then it goes into developing our eye at the end of the day as we look back at our day and look for those places where Jesus has been active in our life and then it ends with again the sense of taste where we can praise God for his goodness and all the things that he has done throughout our day these are the spiritual senses that all of us as Christians have and these are the things the practices that we can do in order to develop those senses notice that it's not about work it's not about discipline it's about recognizing Jesus it's about being in his presence it is the Holy Spirit that develops each of these senses. But we, our job is simply to recognize that it's about Jesus and not about my physical senses. It's about taking a pause to say, where is Jesus? To be in his presence, to enjoying the unity that we already have with him. A spiritual world, the spiritual world that we live in is perceived only through spiritual senses. All right. Worship team, why don't you come up? Just a couple of closing thoughts. Jesus' I am statement here is he says, I am the vine. He is saying he is the source of all that is good. He is the source of the Christian life that we long to experience and enjoy. He is the source of the production, the fruit that we want to be able to bear so that when we get to the end of time and we see Jesus face to face, he will say, welcome, my good and faithful servant. Jesus being the vine is pointing out that he is the source that we need to be connected to, that we need to recognize, though, that that connection is a spiritual connection. We're not going to see Jesus physically until we cross over to the other side. So we need to recognize that we have, he's given us spiritual senses in order to connect with him, to be able to recognize him in order to be used by him. We are nourished each day as a Christian as we become more aware of the presence of Jesus. That's, that's how we become more holy. It's through recognizing his presence, recognizing that he's here, recognizing that he's speaking, recognizing that he's truth, 
recognizing that he's working around us, recognizing that he is good. And we produce fruit as Jesus' presence is manifested in us. See, it's not about us trying to kind of do and serve other people first and foremost. We go first to Jesus, and then the fruit comes out of us, and it's a manifestation of Jesus that they see, not a manifestation of me. If we're just focusing on the physical, then we will give them us, and that is not going to save them. They need Jesus. All right, final word, just a statement here. Instead of disciplining our, ourselves to be more holy or striving to do something great for Jesus, may we turn our efforts toward feeling, smelling, hearing, seeing, and tasting Jesus. It is only through being connected to the vine that we will be fully nourished and produce fruit that saves. Amen? All right. China, worship team again, why don't you lead us in a couple of songs and I'll be right back.
Heavenly Father, we uh, thank you for your goodness to us in so many ways. We thank you, certainly, Lord, that you've given us uh, these physical lives that we have and the physical senses that you've given us in order to interpret and understand and engage with this physical world that we spend our life in. But Lord, help us as Christians to recognize that the Christian life is not just a physical life, it's a spiritual life primarily. We need to get our eyes off of just the physical world around us and thinking that that's all there is and that we can somehow you know, kind of uh, become a successful Christian simply by using our physical senses and manipulating our physical world and, uh, and disciplining our physical bodies. Lord, that's been tried for thousands of years and every time it's failed because God is spirit and he needs to be worshiped in spirit and truth. So Lord, help us to recognize the spiritual senses that you've given us, the sense of feeling your presence, the sense of hearing your voice, the sense of discerning truth, the sense of recognizing where your work at work, and the sense of tasting your goodness. Lord, you are a mighty and awesome God. 
and you have created us with these senses. Help us to focus on them, that we would recognize that it's us staying in the vine and allowing your spirit to work its way through us, that we will experience holiness and that we will produce fruit that brings salvation. Hebrews chapter 8, verses 10 to 12. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my laws into their minds and write them on their hearts. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. And they shall not teach each one his neighbor and each one his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, for I will be merciful toward their iniquities, and I will remember their sins no more. In Jesus' name, amen, and God bless, and hallelujah. All right, church, thanks for joining me this morning again. I'm hopeful that soon we will all be together in the same place. Uh, I know for you that uh, aren't able to join us yet, it's been difficult. We continue to pray for you and try to, uh, you know, let us know if we can do anything for you to reach out in some way. Uh, but uh, we just know that we are continuing to lift you before the Lord, that you would feel still united to us as a church, united to Christ, and that uh, these services online would still be a blessing to you and make you to feel like... Uh, uh, you're in our presence, even though you're physically not. That again, that your spiritual senses would kick in and you'd know that Jesus is there along with all of his children and all of your church family. We love you. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. One more song before we go.
Amen. Praise God. We'll see you next time. I switched your area and I switched you. <laughs>